Ryder Nation and William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the Piffles Podcast. This is your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Good to be with you guys. I'm Alex. I'm Steve. I'm out of practice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is weird. We It's been a long time since all three of us got together and uh, hopped on the old Zoom and, and done an episode, but uh, we're going to give it a give it a shot, see how it goes this week. Uh, how you guys doing? Living the dream. I'm bloody exhausted from the CFL fan meetup uh, on Zoom last night. Uh, apparently, I'm not uh, built to go to 1.30 in the morning anymore. <laughs> How was that? It was fun. It was good, it was good to see a lot of uh, faces you see on Twitter all the time. But, yeah, yeah just, to, just to interact with people again and talk some football. And Nick Lewis hopped on for a bit. And you could, oh, bounce, cool. around, you could bounce around to the Spirit of Edmonton or Ryderville. Or, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Judging by some of the hangovers going on on uh, on Twitter this morning, it must have felt a lot like Grey Cup to a few people. Heard uh, Laura from Hamilton; she had a she had a good time, crushed a couple <laughs> bottles of wine, and fell asleep. Old Sleeping Beauty, there it was. It was pretty funny, but uh... <laughs> that's what Grey Cup's all about. You go out, you have a great time, and uh, you pass out, and you wake up, and you do it again. So we actually have CFL news to talk about, so that's why we're all together here doing this. So let's get right to it. This is the starting lineup. <laughs> we are out of practice we didn't even introduce our uh twitter handles either uh, i guess so nobody wants to know follow us on twitter but if you do it's uh at real alex d for me uh, it's at safamod for me and you can find me at greg on sports but follow the the piffles podcast at piffles pod anywhere you go facebook as well but uh let's get things going time for the opening kickoff and it's still funny i don't care what you say <laughs> all right well let's get started here of course the piffles podcast is brought to you by elphinstone strap dairy queen in regina check them out anytime you can skip the dishes curbside pickup all that kind of good stuff they have it going so elphinstone street dq in regina check them out guys we have uh let's start off with the beginning of Grey Cup Unite Week. It was uh, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi doing his town hall address with Sarah Orleski of TSN. You, really quick, do you guys think that was pre-recorded? I felt that was pre-recorded. That was not live. I'm guessing it was. Uh, also doing it three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know who he thought that was for, but that that was for the European folks. That was for uh, CFL two. <laughs> yeah prime time over in the in the uk um but uh the, the big takeaway that i have from that is that we're excited about a vaccine i guess is what uh, randy ambrosi mentioned a few times which has me wondering what the actual future of this league is in 2021 now we can sit here and and share that optimism that randy ambrosi has that we are going to have a 2021 season but without really seeing anything concrete, it's hard to say. Now, 
I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, guys. Sorry, but this I don't point this strictly at Randy Ambrosi. This goes to the Board of Governors as well. Not that I wanted to hear that we are going to have a 2021 season. Here's our plan, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I understand in the COVID world, everything changes day to day. But they should have had at least something saying, hey, we have multiple plans in place if there are no fans in the stands, if there are some fans in the stands, if it's full stadiums. We have a plan in place for each of those to make sure we are playing a 2021 season. We didn't hear anything of that. Now, obviously, you can't tell what those plans are. I get that. That's not what we're looking for. It doesn't really matter what those plans are right now until, I guess, you know, the season starts in May and June, if that's when it happens. But the Board of Governors basically have no idea what the hell they're doing right now. They don't know, and a lot of it has to do with the the federal government, the provincial governments, and health, and, and everything, right? But just come out and tell us that. Hey, guys, we don't have a plan right now. We can't have a plan until there's a vaccine. Just say that. I think people want honesty. And what we saw from Randy Ambrosi was not honesty. It was just a lot of spin, a lot of talk, and it had no effect whatsoever. And I was disappointed in that. I just wanted to hear that, hey, guys, we have a plan in place, multiple plans. We will have a season in some way, shape, or form, whether that's eight games, whether that's full 18, we have a plan. And we didn't get that. And that really bugged me about his address. Randy Ambrosi has the amazing ability to talk forever and say nothing. It's the Abraham Simpson theory where you just keep on rambling and then talk about how you, an onion on your belt was a style at the time. He... He didn't give us give anyone anything like by this point, you're a year almost well, you are you're a year into this pandemic. Like you have to have an idea. And then the schedule came out and I'm like, they really have no idea. They are just hoping against hope that it's going to be business as usual come opening day 2021. I just don't see it happening. I don't think anybody expects that it's going to be business as usual. Full fans in the in the stands come May of 2021. But, but I agree with Alex. It'd be nice if there was some kind of idea of the feeling that there's preparation. That would be more important than a schedule coming out or, or telling us you're playing. Give us an idea of where we're going so that we know what to expect. And we can kind of taper off some of that optimism. Because just saying, here's the schedule. We're playing in 2021. Great. But does anybody believe it at this point? And even looking at the schedule, obviously bubble is not in any of their plans unless it's one giant bubble. But at that point, where are you putting that many players and support staff? This is not like the NBA where the team, the rosters are smaller and the support staff is smaller. Like it takes a lot of people to run a football team. I, I just, I, I don't like the looks of the way this is going unless, yes, unless they figure they're just going to be like the NFL and travel everywhere to empty stadiums. And I don't know where the money's coming from then. Then that that's not going to work. Not for the CFL. I'm really surprised that they can't find a way to make a bubble work at some, even multiple bubbles, one in the West, one in the East. And, and that brings us to the schedule that was released on Friday. And uh, they wanted to try and limit travel as much as possible anyway, with still trying to have, a balance between still being able to play interconference games as well. And the riders aren't traveling to Hamilton this year. 
course, everybody's saying, well, they're going to go there next year in 2021. So, you know, in the Grey Cup, um, they'll be there anyway. But uh, you guys excited about the schedule? Like, to me, it's the CFL, it's such a, we know who they're playing every single year. We know how many times they're going to play every team. It's not great to me, but I, I feel like just because we didn't have a season this year that next year's schedule doesn't really mean much. Normally I'm a little bit more excited and you could start planning trips, but now it's just ah, like, great. It's there. They have some sort of plan, but that's about it. I, I think my favorite part about the schedule was all this talk about how it was going to be way different and we're going to see less travel and we're going to see this and that. And the only difference is we're not playing in Hamilton. We still play 11 uh, intercon or inside your conference games and instead of eight, it's seven out of conference games. Like there's no, there was no real difference. There's no expectation of a change on what we saw in that schedule, which makes me think that there is no plan for a, a bubble of any kind. But I did like that the entire schedule went home away, home away, home away for the entire year. We don't play back to back home or away uh, from the beginning of the year to the end, which is, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I kind of like it. But what's, I, I don't understand the point of that though. Like, yeah, it's cool looking, but it's not like they need an extra week, like two weeks to sanitize a stadium. Like I, I don't understand the point. Well, that's, that's not a, a consistent across all the teams. That's just how the riders schedule happened to work out. Like I looked at, I think it was Hamilton's or no, it was BC's schedule and they play like two straight home games, three straight away games, three straight home games. Like their schedule is, the polar opposite of what ours is for uh, for the home away type situation. But I, I just, from a fan perspective, I like knowing that if you go, if you're at the game, you're going to be back there again in two weeks. There's no huge break between games by weeks, not included, of course. I like that uh, Labor Day is scheduled for four o'clock. gives us a lot more time to uh, tailgate and uh, <laughs> pregame for that. Yeah, if ta- if ta- if tailgating is allowed. Yeah, <laughs> we're still not in a zombie apocalypse. Not a knock on wood. So, also with uh, Grey Cup week here, uh, Grey Cup Unite. I wanted. I, I saw this, and I think it was on the Rider Fan one of the one of the Facebook pages. I'm sorry. I think it was Rider Fans Unite. I hope I'm getting the right one. And uh, it was a really good question. And I want to throw it to you guys here. So we're reminiscing about obviously great, great cup moments, great cup week and everything like that. The four rider wins. If you could go back and relive one of the four rider victories in the great cup, which one would it be? Steve. As easy as it would be to say 2013, which wasn't an amazing experience. I would want to go back and see the 1966 team. I mean, I'm none of us are old enough to have seen that live. Our parents aren't even old enough to have witnessed that, you know, and remember it, right? Like it's 1966 is a long time ago. I would have loved to have seen Ronnie and George and that squad in their heyday. That there's no question in my mind. I think I would want to go through the kick just just to be in that stadium to watch the the final moments of that game. I think that's 89 is I think where I'd want to go. See, I can make a legitimate case for all four games. 2013, just the euphoria of winning it at Taylor Field and the redemption from 2009, being there with our season ticket family. 
Like that was just, I'll, I'll never forget that. And, and that was just so awesome. 2007 was the first time they won in almost 20 years. And Still a terrible game though. I'm sorry. That was a terrible game. Yeah, but seeing uh, Regard- you know, regardless of outcome, that was a bad game. Grey Cup history, you saw three interceptions by James Johnson in the game. Come on. Still a terrible game. I don't get I almost I almost last minute flew out to that game too. And I'm kicking myself now. I really wish I did, but I'd uh, be even, even more dead than I am now if I still did that. 89, obviously the greatest Grey Cup game ever played. And Greg, as you mentioned, the kick, it would have been awesome just to, to be there for it. And Steve, 66, like you said, yeah, I've watched the game on on replay and everything, but to be even just to to watch it here in Saskatchewan and then see what the fans were like, the very first one, I think that's got to do it for me. Like the the very first time they won after how many losses would be just awesome to see. I got a question for you: Which Grey Cup loss, if you guys could change one of them? And give up one of our Grey Cup wins, which would it be? Ooh. So if if you could get back 2009 or 97 or 76, wow. which wow. one which one would you replace with one of the one of the ones we won? Okay, that's uh, yeah. I would take 09 in exchange for oh for 89. I would take 09 for 89. For 89. Well, yes, yeah, so here so, so, so hear me out. So 09, obviously we know why we want that one back. Plus yeah. I was there and, uh, and Steve will attest that was the quietest, like eight hour drive home ever the next day. But, uh, the, the only want... was phone going off every eight minutes, <laughs> <laughs> but 09, I wouldn't give up 07 because then we'd have to listen to bomber fans. So I don't want that. 89, that game could have gone either way. That was just, I mean, when it's a field goal game and it's back and forth like that the entire game and it just comes down to who has the ball last, that's fine. Like, if you don't if you don't win that, like, it's not heartbreak if you don't win that. 66, I, I wouldn't give that one up. I think just with the grades that they had on that team, it, they needed to have that one and obviously the first one. So I would trade 09 for 89. I would trade... 97 for 09. I'd want to be Doug Flutie. <laughs> Reggie, See, Slack, Reggie Slack as a Grey Cup winning champion. I I can't disagree with that more, only because I love seeing John Candy's name on the Grey Cup. I can't give up 90 or take 97 away from that group. That's like Wayne Gretzky nope, and John. Can- Candy was 91. Yeah. Was he? I thought yes. he was 97. Yeah. Rocket Ismail. Oh, yeah. Then screw 97. <laughs> no there that game was there was never a hope in that one like well, that, hey, i don't feel like riders just... were up three nothing in that game i'll have you know. <laughs> and that and that's when doug flutie said screw this <laughs> then then flutie took the field and the game was over yeah no but seriously i would yeah i think you got the right call on that one yeah i but i i don't want to give up 89 um Oh nine for yeah, it was seven for oh nine. I, I'm sorry, I would take the two extra years because oh nine killed me. Got it back in redemption in thirteen, kind of. So as we're here in uh, Grey Cup week, outside of the four rider victories and outside of that, what do you guys miss the most about Grey Cup? Like, what's what's 
has it really hit you guys that this week was supposed to be here in Saskatchewan and probably right now as we record this, we should be out partying at Ryderville right now? It didn't hit me till about two days ago. I kind of drove by the stadium and I was like, it was supposed to be great cup week this week. Like, it, this play, Regina was supposed to be uh, like buzzing all week. And it is, and due to the pandemic is just dead. Like nothing is happening. And it's just like, it's weird to think how different, like, I remember um, flat under the big top there on Scar Street back in 2003, how many people were there? I remember 2013, how busy the city was. And it's a literal ghost town right now. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it, it didn't hit me till the other day. And yeah, I, I miss the people. I miss seeing the other fans around. I miss watching a horse try to climb stairs to get into the Hotel Saskatchewan. <laughs> it's... It's it sucks, but I guess hope two years it's coming back. Hopefully, you know I can tell you the exact moment that it hit me, and it might be a little bit more personal than most. I was out driving uh, Uber on Wednesday night, and that would have been a really busy night because everybody would have been flying in and people getting to their hotels. And I'm sitting there waiting for a job, and my phone goes off, and it says pick up Clifford, and I'm just going, oh, that could have been Cliffy D. And I even messaged him a little picture of the of the screenshot that said, you know, pick up Clifford. <laughs> and we had a good chat about it. But that was the moment I'm like, this this is, you know, this is supposed to be the beginning of the party. And I'm sitting here uh, driving some random guy around instead. It wasn't it wasn't near as exciting. Now, hypothetically, 2020 Grey Cup, who would have been in it and who would have won? Well, it's Saskatchewan and Ottawa. Just ask Ruddy. <laughs> yeah that, that that it's amazing how that uh see if that rider team turned it around after what four straight wins at the beginning of the year but i digress um our four straight losses at the beginning of the season uh i i think saskatchewan hamilton i hamilton was it going to be really good going into this year um and the riders had the right spots right players and spots i think it, i think it would have been really good i would have gone with montreal in the east really i just Vernon Adams, I don't know. I just think that this would have been his year that he really took off and proved himself as a legitimate star in this league. In the West, I would have probably picked Calgary to be in the game. Uh, They're in there every second year. They weren't in there, you know, in 2019. And with the way that they got absolutely crushed by Winnipeg at home in 2019, you would have bet that, like, I would have bet that they would have gone all out this year and they would have had a bad taste in their mouth and uh montreal would have won though montreal would have won the great cup i i gotta agree with uh with greg on this and i i think it was primed for a, a repeat of 2013 with that uh, with hamilton and, and saskatchewan both teams were good last year got better and saskatchewan we aren't we aren't losing a home great cup so we would have been celebrating on uh on albert street yeah, just just the home west finals apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as long as Winnipeg doesn't play us in the playoffs, we're fine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Another party rider game at home in the Grey Cup again. This time in in Mosaic Stadium as opposed to Taylor Field. That would have been off the charts as well. And I had another question for you guys and I'm totally blanking on it right now. So I'm hoping you guys have that like ESPN thing where you're thinking what I'm thinking. Anybody? No. <laughs> no but but how how would we get the cream out of all the donuts and into the jar 
<laughs> no? Oh, okay. All right, guys, I got one final question for you here. And this comes back to Cody Fajardo's comments this past Thursday in his, uh, his media day that he had. And he said he was offered a four-year contract from Jeremy O'Day to be the Riders' starting quarterback after one season of starting. Not even a full season, but a season of starting. I mean, 17 out of – or 16 out of 18 games, basically a season, right? Yeah, basically a season. But, but one good season, not a great, amazing statistical season by any means, but a good season, four years. Would you, if you were Jeremy O'Day, would you have offered Cody four years? I think he First. offered four to get three, and he got two. But I don't know. I it it was a big ask, but I I what kind of concerns me is Cody apparently still has his eyes for the NFL, and not that I blame the guy, but he's gonna be at the end of this contract. He's gonna be thirty. I don't see a lot of NFL teams kicking doors on a thirty-year-old quarterback. No, not at all. I, I think they had to make that offer. The way the Saskatchewan market has has fallen in love with the guy and the fact that we desperately need a decent starting quarterback. Uh, that's not been our, our strong point in our team's history. I, I think it was the right decision. Although I got to give Cody some credit. He also came out and said that he, uh, he'd be willing to take a pay cut to make sure we can build the team around him that we need in 2021 and beyond. So, you know, I don't, I think he's saying the right things, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, I liked what he said that uh, he was, he doesn't think right now is a good time to negotiate obviously with who knows what's going to happen with a salary cap and prorated games and whatnot. And all those variables that are eventually going to come up here for a 2021 season. So I appreciate that. He's like, guys, this is not the time for me to negotiate. We'll figure it out. And he knows he's wanted here and, and vice versa. So I think it'll be very easy for the two sides to come up with some sort of long-term deal. But as we know, it's the CFL long-term deals don't mean anything. Essentially it's you're, you're all on one, one year deals. You're on one year deal with team option every year. Like, but it'll be nice when we do get get the news that uh, Cody has signed a new long-term deal, however long that is, because you can see it behind me. We love our Jesus sprinkles here in Saskatchewan. I'm not moving my, my computer, but it's on my wall over here. Well, guys, it was uh, it was a treat joining you guys again, seeing you on the old Zoom. It's been a long time here, especially on the Piffles podcast. And uh, just uh, sad we're missing out on a great cup week. That's uh, But it'll just make the next ones that we're at that much better with everybody from Canada around. And it's going to be a blast whenever that can happen. So um missing it now but it'll just be better when it comes back so i guess uh for now anyway we'll uh we'll end the show there this is the piffles podcast your premier saskatchewan rough riders fan podcast you can give us a follow on twitter at piffles pod you can give me a follow at real alex d find me at safamod and follow me at greg on sports and uh we'll be back again with uh, another edition of the Piffles podcast and we'll actually uh plan some stuff for that one this time and uh <laughs> have a little bit more fun so well, why would thanks so much that? for joining us and uh we'll see you guys soon <laughs>